Hi, friend, and welcome to the Brand Strategy Podcast, a show created to equip you with the inspiration, encouragement, and clarity you need to build the brand of your dreams. I'm your host, Bonnie Bakhtiari, brand designer, strategist, and founder of The Illum Retreat. From sustainable strategy to heartfelt encouragement, each episode is designed to equip you with the tools you need to chase after your dreams. Because you deserve a brand that empowers you to do what you love, connects with your dream clients, and offers a deep sense of fulfillment along the way. So grab a cup of coffee and join me on this journey, won't you? Hey friends, welcome back to the Brand Strategy Podcast, where today we are talking about the method that I use to skyrocket my design business's growth. And so that you can do the same if that aligns with your definition of success and your vision for how you want to grow your business. So today I'm going to be talking you through the three-step process that I followed to take my design business from struggling to what is now a sought-after multiple six-figure business that has allowed me to not only do the work that I love, but to have an incredible deep impact in the lives of not only my custom design clients, but also the hundreds of designers that I have coached over the years um, through my signature program, the Brand Strategy School. So if you are just getting started in your design business, or maybe you've been in business for a few years, but you're not quite seeing the kind of traction that you're dreaming about, I am hopeful that today's episode will help show you what it takes, like what actually goes into going from struggling, not knowing where your next client's coming from, not knowing where your next paycheck is coming from, to experiencing consistent income consistently working with your ideal clients day after day and reclaiming your time, your energy, and your creativity like never before. So let's get into it, shall we? Now, first, before I you know walk through the exact process, I, I think that it's important to kind of paint the picture, give you some context here. So back in 2012, when I started my design business, I really didn't know what I was doing. I never set out to be an entrepreneur. And if you've heard my story before, you know that I often refer to myself as an accidental entrepreneur. And that's because I really kind of fell into this business. And I didn't, you know, study anything business related in school. I am mostly a self-taught designer. I had a few design classes, uh, thanks to my program in the journalism department, but, you know, nothing like a fine art degree, nothing like a graphic design degree. So it was definitely a bit of a rocky start, but honestly, I feel like the stars aligned when I launched my website and I started my little Etsy shop way back when, and I started offering different design services. And it felt like this is what I was supposed to be doing. And it was so clear that this is something I loved. But as we all know, uh, just because you love something doesn't mean that it is going to be profitable or that it's going to be like an overnight success. So in those early years, I was very much struggling. I was, of course, like so many new business owners, I was struggling from a lack of confidence in myself and in my design skills. And as a result, I felt like a a massive imposter. Um, I was wrestling with imposter syndrome big time. And so that showed up in the way that I talked about my work, the way that I, how seriously I took my business, the way that I even priced my services, right? I was severely, severely undercharging. I think 
I remember like way back when I think there was one package that I had and it, the highest package, like the highest tier of that package was $500. And at the time I was like, oh, the audacity, like who am I to charge $500 for this like very custom design service? And when people would purchase that, when they would hire me for that level of service, I was like blown away. Like I was like, there's no way that people are paying me $500, you know, for this kind of design work. And I'm over here charging, you know, like five figures um, for the work that I do now. And it's just, it's so funny. It's humbling to look back on that. And so if you're there, if you're, you know, charging $1,000, $1,500, $2,000 for your services, and you're dreaming of getting to that point where you're charging more and you're charging five figures, I get it because I've been there. And I want to encourage you that you're going to get there, that there's definitely, definitely hope. So with that being said, back then I was struggling and thankfully my husband had a really fantastic job and so we were able to rely on his income and I, you know, but at the same time I knew that I wasn't, I wasn't seeing the traction that I wanted to. And so I actually hit this rock bottom where I was like, okay, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I'm cut out for this life as an entrepreneur. So I went out and I started applying and started interviewing and actually got offered a really fantastic job. But in that opportunity, in that time where they extended that invitation to me to join their company, I was looking at that offer and I was thinking, okay, if I do this, this is it. Like if I take this offer, I am saying, no, I can't do this. I'm saying no to entrepreneurship. I'm saying no to my small business dreams. I'm saying that I can't do both because the way that I was viewing it at that point in time, I was viewing it as either I can make this small business work or I have to go back to the more corporate kind of nine to five traditional role. And it was then that I realized that if I believe in myself, I can do this. And that's what that's what was missing, right? I didn't believe in myself. I was letting imposter syndrome call the shots. And so because I was operating with that mindset that's really steeped in a in a sense of lack, I was not making decisions from a place of potential, of expansion, of possibility. And so I wasn't calling in the opportunities that I knew that I could. I wasn't going out there and taking the risks or putting myself out there or marketing myself in the way that I knew I could if I believed in myself. So at that point in time, I kind of looked at that opportunity and I said, you know what, if I don't believe in me, no one's going to believe in me, right? So I am not going to, I'm not going to take this job. I'm not going to do what feels comfortable. I'm going to turn this down and I'm going to go all in on this business. No more like messing around, no more like, you know, pretending that I don't know what I'm doing or playing the world's tiniest violin all the time. Like, no girl, get it together. We're going to do this and we're going to make it happen. And so that changed everything for me. And it was in that moment that I realized that if I wanted to see success the way that I was defining success at that point in time, that I needed to do something different. And I needed to stop becoming so fixated on what other people in the design industry were doing. Like I didn't need to be obsessed with how they were putting together their packages or what their websites looked like or what their rates were. I needed to be obsessed with the value that I could provide to my ideal clients. And I needed to get laser focused on the transfer 
transformation that my design work offered so that I could market that and that alone. And I could leverage that messaging to captivate my ideal clients time and time again. And so when I started to dig into my process as a designer, here's here's really where throughout this whole origin story, here's where uh, things start to change. And I start to like kind of have this big aha moment where I realized that in order to do that, my services needed to be different from what other people were doing. And I needed to do that in a way that other designers at the time, I wasn't really seeing a lot of that. And that was around brand strategy. I was seeing that a lot of my peers were, you know, having these like, you know, kind of easy to fill out, you know, one or two page worksheets that they would, you know, say, okay, this is the brand strategy work that we're doing before we start your design project. But it really wasn't going that deep from my perspective. It was, you know, kind of dabbling a little bit in like ideal client profiles and values and vision and mission and that sort of thing. But it wasn't really going deeper than that surface level. And my background is in journalism with an emphasis in news editorial work. So interviewing is my jam. And so I, I realized that I had this opportunity to actually take the brand strategy part of any design process and turn it into this really powerful experience for my clients that then would set their design project up for this amazing amount of success because we were making strategy-backed design decisions versus what was popular on Pinterest at the time or, you know, something like that. So that's really where I had this aha moment. And that's where what I call the brand strategy blueprint was born. And the brand strategy blueprint is actually the step-by-step method that I teach inside the brand strategy school. Um, Honestly, it has been so transformative for me that I'm like, I I want to share this with absolutely every designer out there so that you can see what it's like to break up with that feast or famine cycle for good. So here's what went into that process. And here's a little look at what we uh, what what really changed everything for me and what was what was, you know, a part of that process where I was able to take myself from struggling and broke and overworked and, you know, like all the things to where I am now. So this three-part process is super simple. Just because it's simple doesn't mean it's not impactful. So the first step that I took here is I focused on supercharging my strategy. So like I said, I noticed that so many of my peers at the time were focusing more on the design and less on the strategy. And I felt like that was an opportunity to really highlight what strategy can do for any branding project and what that can do for your client's business. And the reason why that was so important is I saw strategy as this little key that kind of unlocked your earning potential as a designer. Because if you are designing from a strategy-informed place, you are able to create design solutions for your clients that deliver these lasting results, that give them big wins like, you know, 5Xing or 10Xing their income or uh, selling out their next product launch or filling every single seat to their next event or their coaching program. And that's the kind of success that's measurable. That's that's a very direct ROI in your services as a designer. And those are, those are wins that you create for your clients through de- the design work that you do that you can then leverage to command higher and higher and higher rates. 
So I realized that the quality of your branding approach is like 100% tied to how much you can earn. So if you're only going skin deep into the strategy process with your clients, which most people are, which is no shame in that game, but what that does is that limits your ability to scale your income, right? Like if we're only delivering so-so results, if we're only focused on the pretty and not the impactful for our clients and the branding industry especially, then we're only ever going to be able to reach a very set ceiling with what we can charge. But instead, if we focus on an in-depth strategy process and we leverage that time and time again to create these big wins for our clients, then you can raise your rates over and over and over again, which gives you this kind of like almost limitless ability to scale your income. And like, right, that sounds amazing. And I wanted that. And I know that you want that too. So the key here is that a value backed branding approach enables you to charge more for your services. So when you have that strategic brand development process, right, we're tapping into scalable income. And where I see a lot of designers get stuck with this and where they're kind of missing it here is they, their strategy is, is fine. It's not necessarily amazing, but it's, it's working, right? Like your clients are enjoying the process. They're getting to, you know, learn more about their businesses and their brands and their goals and their vision. And so it's working, but if your clients aren't seeing those big wins, like if through the branding work that you do, they're not walking away and seeing that direct measurable ROI, then that tells me that your strategy process isn't really doing what it can for you. So with that being said, when we supercharge your strategy process, we go deeper than the traditional, you know, kind of like, where does your ideal client like to shop type questions, right? We go deep into what matters to your ideal client, that foundation of their vision, the why behind their work, their mission, their key differentiators. We go into who their ideal clients are and, you know, yeah, maybe we want to know like what kind of um, what kind of stores they shop or what kind of, you know, clothing brands they enjoy because that helps influence, right? We get to know more of their aesthetic and we get to know more of their um, purchasing habits. But we want to get deeper into, yes, their demographics, but more than that, we spend more time in their psychographics to understand their values, their worldviews, and how they're making decisions. Because that that is what is going to be so powerful for your design clients is knowing more of the psychographics of their ideal client or their ideal audience. And then we take it further and we focus on honing brand voice and messaging because we want to empower our clients to have a brand that is woven through more than just their visuals. It's consistent through their voice and their messaging too. So right, if we add up some of these pieces, you can start to see this is a really robust approach that allows you to elevate your own brand strategy process. And that's exactly what I did, right? That strategic brand development allowed me to create scalable income in my own business. And that has been everything for me. And on top of that, it's not just me. Um, You know, like I said, this is a process that I actually teach inside the brand strategy school. And so when I look back and I I look at my students, uh, this this works for them too. Like um, I think of Gigi, who's one of my incredible students who I actually had on the podcast last year, I think. She's an incredible, incredible UK-based designer. And when she joined the Brand Strategy School, she was experiencing crickets. Like she said, you know, straight up over the summer in my inbox, there were nothing but crickets, like no inquiries to be found. But 
now that I've implemented what I've learned inside the brand strategy school, I'm on track for my first 10K month. And she went on to say that that strategic approach to branding is actually her unique selling point that her clients rave about time and time again. So when you could see, when we focus on adding in something that's unique, something that is so different like brand strategy, that's where we can not only scale the amount we're able to earn, but we can also turn that into that incredible, memorable experience that your clients just talk about over and over again. So the uh, second piece of this three-part process, the brand strategy blueprint that I use to you know, really skyrocket in my business's growth, comes down to guiding your clients with confidence. If you remember back at the beginning of the story, I was telling you how I was struggling from a lot of imposter syndrome. And when you're struggling with that, it comes through in the way you carry yourself and it comes through in the way that you communicate with your clients too, or even your potential clients, your leads. So I realized that by setting up processes and workflows that I could lean on and I could replicate time and time and time again, that would actually give me this process that I could confidently walk through and that would allow me to really work smarter and not harder and lean on a process and and build my own confidence with that. So when we do that, we focus on following done-for-you workflows. We focus on really leaning into a process that you can use to create dependable and replicatable results over and over again. And what happens there is when you're doing that, you're able to uh, really preserve the quality of your client experience. And when you're educating your clients like a pro and you are guiding them through that really incredibly thoughtful process, you're actually saving yourself time. And even though it might sound a little counterintuitive to, you know, be like more hands-on with your clients, when you're guiding them through a process that proactively educates them so it answers questions they might have before those questions arise, you're saving time, right? You're not in your inbox answering questions from your clients like, you know, where do I, how do I give you my approval on those logo uh, concepts that you created? Or where do I upload my, my images for my website? Or what's next, right? That's, that's every designer's favorite question. What's next? Instead, you are able to have all those questions answered through your onboarding process, through your client experience in the beginning so that you're not answering those questions or you're not, you know, running into those kind of uh, commonly asked sorts of scenarios. Instead, you're educating your clients proactively like an expert and you're saving time. And when you save time, again, that gives you more freedom to pour back into your business. And that can give you more time to be more creative, to scale your business, to pursue other ways of, of you know, creating income. But you're not going to be able to grow the business of your dreams by investing all of your time and your energy and holding your clients' hands. And that's what I noticed is that, you know, kind of going around and around and answering all these FAQ type questions with my clients in the beginning was not the best use of my time. And I knew that there was a better way that I could serve them. And that's by, right, looking at my processes, looking at my workflows and reinventing them so that they are meeting my clients right where they are and they're proactively educating every step of the way. Now, I know I'm talking about how it's so powerful to use processes and workflows to help bolster your confidence as a designer. But it's it's not just as, as simple as like being more confident. It's it's instead it's about 
falling on and leaning on, I should say, kind of falling back on, leaning on processes that you can depend on because you've thought them through or in the case of, you know, so many incredible resources out there for designers like inside the brand strategy school or in other incredible designers shops or on their websites, a lot of designers now are sharing their workflows and their processes. And that can be so incredibly helpful, whether you're just getting started or you're wanting to level up your client experience as a designer, it can be so powerful to lean on someone else who's created that resource for you. So then all you are doing is you're plugging that into your into your business. You're taking that system, plugging it into your business. So then you get to stop spinning your wheels and you get to position yourself as the go-to expert that your clients are looking for. And the kind of the kind of, you know, expert that they're going to really respect, right? And that's one of the things, that's why I'm so passionate about sharing this inside the brand strategy school because, you know, it's it's it shouldn't be a process of trial and error. So with that being said, friend, when we think about how to guide your clients with confidence, it's not just all about workflows. Yes, that's a big piece of it, but it's about expert positioning too. So how to position yourself as a trusted expert that your ideal client will respect. Next, it's about client education. So how to set up every single process for success through a tried and true process. And then bringing that to life and actually acting that out through practical workflows that save you hours on every single project. Now, with that being said, I'm such a believer in pouring back into the back end of your business and through those client experience touch points so that your clients are getting just the most seamless user experience. And it can be easy. It can be so, so easy for us to put a lot more emphasis on, you know, our the actual design work that we do or the strategy work that we do. But if even if we have an incredible level of service, if our client experience doesn't match up with that, or if the way that we're positioning ourselves and we're not positioning ourselves as experts doesn't match up with that, then there's going to be a disconnect and right that's where your clients are going to feel that. And that was something that I really focused on fine-tuning when I decided to go all in on my design business back in the day because I knew that the way that clients experience the process of working with me, that's going to generate incredible word of mouth reviews. That's going to uh, create a lasting relationship between the two of us so that my client will come back to me anytime they need uh, more help with their brand. And it's going to be something that you know, on top of all of that, it just serves them well. It's going to be something that makes them feel seen and heard and valued as a person, which is is such an incredible gift that you can give another human. So with that being said, friends, the third piece of this three-part process, the brand strategy blueprint, is all about captivating your dream clients. So to kind of quickly recap, first I started by supercharging my strategy process, right? Taking that value add to the next level. Then the second step that I took is I focused on guiding my clients with confidence. And I did that through expert positioning and practical workflows. And the third piece is how to captivate your dream clients because leveling up your services, really, really cleaning up your client experience won't do anything if you don't have 
people hiring you, right? So instead, what I did is I focused on how to captivate my dream clients over and over again. And I love, love, love that this is something that I get to teach fellow designers how to do inside the Brand Strategy School because let me know if you're tuning into this and you can relate to this, like shoot me a DM on Instagram. You can find me at Bonnie Joy Marie. And let's talk about this because I see so many designers and I'm talking like hundreds of designers who spend so much time each week creating content, right? Like you're on that content creation hamster wheel and you're creating all the content for social media and you're trying so desperately for that content to generate you high quality leads for your design business. But what I found is that you don't have to spend like 20 hours a week hustling to generate inquiries from your ideal clients. Instead, I focused on leveraging my approach to brand strategy and how that was different from what other designers were doing at that time. And I leveraged that to generate this like endless stream of inquiries from my ideal clients. And that didn't require that I, you know, show up on Instagram or even spend a ton of time on social media. That that gave me this freedom to reclaim my time and to choose how I wanted to market my business, right? There's nothing wrong with Instagram and there's nothing wrong with social media. But if that's not, if that's not a, a platform or a series of platforms that you enjoy, there are different ways. There are better, more life-giving ways to market your design business. And this matters, right? Because more inquiries make sure that we're experiencing more scalable income. So it was something that I really wanted to focus on um, and something that has been incredibly impactful for me personally. So some ways that I did this, I leveraged brand strategy as one of my key differentiators through my messaging. I highlighted results that speak for themselves. I have, you know, done the work and I've, uh, you know, gathered the testimonials and I've done the case studies with my clients. And I know that this process works. I know that this delivers a measurable ROI for my clients when they invest in working with me. So I highlight those results and I show other potential clients what it can look like to work together and the kind of success they can experience. And then through that, I focused on strategically increasing my inquiries. I kind of like, you know, started to turn up the volume on that a little bit. And I I strategically did that to increase my inquiries through proven marketing methods that I tested that led me to 10K months and more. So with that being said, friend, that three-part process, like I said, it might sound simple, but whew, was it powerful? And it still is powerful. It's the same process that I'm still using in my design business with my custom design clients to this day. And like I said, I'm at this point in my business where I'm not charging $500 anymore for my services. It's, you know, like exponentially more than that. And it's only going to keep going up. And that's because I believe in the process that I've created. I know that it delivers results. It changes my clients' businesses, and in a lot of ways, it can change their lives. And I'm really passionate about that, not just for my design clients, but for the designers that I teach inside the Brand Strategy School, right? This method for me, it changed absolutely everything. It gave me the ability to reclaim my time and my energy so I wasn't chained to my laptop 24-7 and I wasn't hustling on social media to generate inquiries. It gave me the ability to experience that sense of freedom and and ease and peace when I knew that 
design inquiries were going to come in consistently. And it gave me that financial freedom that allowed me to, you know, help my husband retire from the corporate nine to five when we were 25 years old. Like the idea that he doesn't have to work in a space that he doesn't want to, he doesn't even have to, you know, do anything like that because we're not reliant on having a, a, you know, dual income household. That has been like, I could, I could like, I'm getting, I'm tearing up a little bit just thinking about it because that has changed not only everything for me, but it's changed so much for him. It's changed his life. And so if this is a process that has done that for me, like I absolutely want to just like shout it from the rooftops because yeah, maybe I'm annoying, but mostly I just know how much it changed my life, my family's life, the lives of my clients, and the lives of the designers inside the Brand Strategy School. So I wanted to peel back the curtain on that today because it's not really something that I have talked about too much um, recently, and it's something that I get so excited about because of its ability to be this incredible catalyst for you and for your business and for your family. So with that being said, friend, uh, I want you to know also that Taking your business from struggling to whatever your definition of success is, it is easier than you think. I know that our society has conditioned us to believe that that growth is hard and that success is hard and that business is hard. And I'm not going to lie, you know, the 10 years that I've been in business haven't been easy. And taking my business from like, you know, where I was struggling and I was about to accept a job that felt safe and secure in a nine-to-five office environment to where I am today, that was not without hard work and that was not without sacrifice, but it was easier than I thought it was going to be. It didn't, you know, take like, I don't know, some kind of like magic or some sort of endless amount of toil and struggle. It, It took strategy and it took planning and it took belief and... I want you to know that too, that whatever your definition of success looks like, if you're not there yet, remember that you're not there yet, but you're going to get there and you're going to get there because you are tenacious, you believe in yourself and you have something that is of immense value through the work that you do. As designers, I know it's really easy for us to think that because there are so many other designers out there that the work we do isn't really that important. But when you think about the impact that your design work has on your ideal client, whether you are a surface pattern designer or a graphic designer, brand designer, web designer, even a web developer, like, whoa, if you think about the impact that your work has on your ideal client's business or their project or their lives, it is immense. And so like, who are we to sit here and play small and think that the work we do doesn't matter when the work that we do, it does matter. It is important. And I want to encourage you today to remember that not only are you capable of achieving your definition of success, but the work that you do matters and it has an impact in the lives of your ideal clients. Now, today we've been talking a lot about this method that I've used to, you know, skyrocket my business's growth. And if that 
is of interest to you, if you're kind of curious to hear a little bit more about this, I actually have a free training where I cover how I use this method to triple and then some uh, my business and how you can do the same. So we talk through not only this method, but I also talk through some of the common mistakes that you might be experiencing right now in your business that are keeping you where you are and are making it more challenging to experience that kind of exponential growth. So you can head on over to beisforbonniedesign.com slash training to grab your free seat to this on-demand training. And also, uh, if I've been, you know, as I've been sharing about the brand strategy school, if that is something that you want to learn more about, you can head over to beisforbonniedesign.com slash brand dash strategy dash school to check out this amazing program. And you can even join us today so that together we can get started on supercharging your design business and making an intentional plan to take you to consistent income month after month in your business without adding more to your plate and without any of the trial or error. And as always, friend, if you have any questions about what we talked about today or you maybe there are parts of this journey that um, resonated with you or that you had questions about, always feel free to reach out to me. I love connecting with y'all. And you can find me on Instagram at Bonnie Joy Marie. As always, thank you so much for tuning in today, for your support. It means absolutely the world to me. And if today's episode was of value to you and it was something that you enjoyed or you know someone else who could use what we talked about, please, please be sure to share this with them too so that we can help spread this message and so that more designers all over the world can see just how impactful the work that they do is. Friend, thanks again for hanging out with me. And as always, I'm going to be cheering you on from Waco. Thank you so much for joining me today, friend. Before you go, I would be so grateful to receive your feedback on the Brand Strategy Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or the podcast in general has helped you grow your brand, I'd really appreciate it if you left us a review in iTunes. Your positive reviews enable the Brand Strategy Podcast to continue to grow and reach like-minded creatives just like you. Thank you for all your support and encouragement as together we pursue building brands with purpose and intention. Until next time, I'm cheering you on from Waco.